And I want you to pay attention to that today. So when you think of Jesus turning from the corporate, from the the big church and turning to you specifically, what is he saying? Welcome to the Kingdom Life Coaching Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Nilsson, speaker, author, and yes, life coach. We live in a noisy world with a million external influences vying for our attention. This is the space where we can quiet the noise, sort out our thoughts through honest conversation, and discover what it looks like to take aligned, faith-filled action in a world of endless possibilities. You guys, welcome back. Thank you, thank you for being here with me today. I am so glad you're here. I wanted to share a story with you about something I got to experience recently that has super inspired me before we go into the topic today. And a while back, a little while back, I got an email from my dad and my dad says, Megan, I have this 90-year-old friend named Richard who has studied your first book, A Beautiful Exchange, with his Sunday school class at St. Albans Episcopal Church in town. And he is wondering if you could come up and meet with them and talk about your book and give the update on how the kids are doing now. And he really is wondering how to understand the ministry of the Holy Spirit and hear from the Holy Spirit. And he would love for you to talk about that. And I just was really, really overwhelmed in that moment. First of all, for several reasons. Okay, first of all, I wrote my first book in 2015. So it's been a minute since I wrote that book, which had a little shelf life back then. And, you know, I've done some courses and done some online studies with it since then. So it has, there has been some life in it, but it just tickled me to no end to think that this 90-year-old man decided to read this book with his Bible study and and they would want me to come up and speak with them. And I just got to thinking like, it is never, you're never too old. You're never in a spot where you think, I've got it. I'm kind of coasting. I'm done. He was, this Richard was such an inspiration to me. So I went up this past weekend, got to speak with them. He is just sharp as a tack and really was this beautiful moment to, to be meeting with someone in a different generation. He was wearing his Korean War veteran hat and just such magnitude of the service that he's given our country. And he was asking me to come in and share just just my own experience, my own understanding of the Holy Spirit. And I'm thinking, man, we are just, you're not done. You're not done. And you, even today, can be growing and learning and inspiring others So I just was tickled to no end to be able to go up and be with them. And you know, this book that I wrote, it 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 still lives. So there are things maybe you don't realize that you've created in your life or you've kind of put out into the atmosphere, put out into the world, and you don't know if anybody's paying attention. Maybe you're building a business. Maybe you put some things out on social media and you wonder if it's just kind of falling on deaf ears, if it if anyone's ever gonna hear it, anyone's ever gonna see it. And they, they will. I mean, if God purposes it, if God means for it to be connected to a certain human being or to a certain group, it will happen. So I want to say a major shout out and thank you to Richard and just the people at the, the Methodist Church and the Episcopal Church that invited me up to speak with them and share a bit of my story. They just blessed me to no end. So 
That was pretty dang cool. Uh, Today, what I want to talk to you guys about is we're going to dive into Luke chapter five. So I've been just grabbing different stories, different events in the gospel specifically right now. We've got a couple from John and this time in Luke. And I want to read to you an encounter with Jesus and really bring out some of the some of the lessons, some of the things that Holy Spirit is speaking to me about that I hope will bless you and really bring you into a deeper awareness of his presence and his invitation over you today. So I'm going to be reading out of the voice translation and we're going to start with Luke chapter five, we're going to start in verse one. So I want you to picture these events. Okay. Just use your imagination here on the banks of Gennesaret Lake. So that is otherwise known as the sea of Galilee, a huge crowd, Jesus in the center of it presses in to hear his message from God. So use your imagination. They're there at this big lake. A crowd of people is gathering. Jesus is in the center and they're all pressing in to hear his message because he doesn't have a microphone. He doesn't have anything that can amplify his voice. So they all want to lean in and listen to what he is saying about his message from God. What is he sharing? Verse two, off to the side, fishermen are washing their nets leaving their boats unattended on the shore. So they they have done their fishing. They're washing their nets, getting ready, you know, kind of to put some things up or even maybe getting ready for, for the next catch. And Jesus gets into one of the boats. So they're off to the side. They're cleaning their nets. Their boats are unattended. And I love this, that Jesus just gets into a boat like, hey, here's something I can use. And he asks its owner, Simon, So clearly he invited Simon in there with him. Jesus isn't going super rogue and stealing someone's boat, but he gets into the boat and asks Simon to push off and anchor a short distance from the beach. So once they push out there, first of all, Jesus is going to catch a little bit of a break from the crowd. So he's not going to be just overwhelmed by people. And he'll be able to amplify his voice because he'll be able to speak from a place where he's, he's out just a little bit. And Jesus sits down and teaches the people standing on the beach. So he is in this posture of authority. He's sitting down just like a rabbi would, and he begins to teach the people that are standing there. So he is speaking a very corporate message with a universal message from God, okay? Then after speaking for a while, Jesus speaks to Simon. I want to stop right here for a second because I'm imagining this scenario. Jesus is speaking corporately to a group of people. Imagine a sermon at church, for example, or something like that. Somebody standing on a stage speaking to a big crowd of people. The message is for everybody in that place. But there's this moment where after he's been speaking for a while, Jesus turns and he speaks specifically to Simon. And I, I believe that this is a word for some of you today because you know the word of God. You know the corporate word of God. You, you Maybe you've been to church uh, your whole life or at least for some, some time now. You understand the main concepts of what, what the pastors are speaking on God's behalf, what people are saying to the church as a whole. But there's this moment when Jesus speaks specifically to the one And I want you to pay attention to that today. So when you think of Jesus turning from the corporate, from the the big church and turning to you specifically, what is he saying? So when he turns to Simon, he's going from this we moment with the crowds. He's going from we to me. 
what does it look like when Jesus turns and has a very specific word for an individual? I believe that in this season, in this time of life, there is something that Jesus wants to say individually to you. And let's learn from what he says to Simon. So Jesus says, move out into deep water. Number one. And number two, drop your nets to see what you'll catch. So if the, if the fishermen had cleaned the nets, it means that they've already done their work or they're preparing for the work the next day. And immediately Simon says, he's so perplexed and confused. He's like, master, we've been fishing all night and we haven't even caught a minnow, like the tiniest little fish, but all right, I'll do it if you say so. So I I can imagine like, can you imagine if you've cooked dinner and many of you are parents, I know that are listening to this podcast and you've cooked dinner and everybody's eaten and all the dishes have finally gotten cleaned up and you've wiped off the counter and you're like, okay, I, I did that for the day whatever. Maybe the kids grumbled through dinner and they're like, what is this? And I don't really like this. And you're like, you know what? Just eat it. Okay. I worked for this. I made this for you. Just let's move on. Okay. You didn't have like a stellar review at dinner. And what if Jesus were to come into that kitchen and say, you know what? We are going to try this again. We're going to try this again. So I want you to get back all the dishes. I want you to get all the ingredients back out and cook another meal because this time the success rate And, you know, the evaluation of the people is going to be better. And I don't know about you, but I'd be like, are you joking me? Like, I just got done doing all this work. You know what? We had grumble stilt skin at the table. And I don't, I don't really feel like going through this again. I really was not a very successful experience. That's what I feel like Simon might be thinking in this moment. He's like, you know what? We already tried fishing all night. Thank you very much, Jesus. We didn't even catch a minnow, a goldfish. Like, what do you expect? And yet, what is the choice that he has in this moment? Always in this place, always in this podcast. I love to hone in on these moments of choice because in kingdom living as kingdom people, we have the universal understanding. We have the intellectual understanding of a God who loves us, who sent his son to die for us, who who died a death on the cross, resurrected and ascended into heaven and sent the Holy Spirit. Many of us, many of you understand this intellectually, but what does that look like in the moment of choice to, to turn the spotlight, to turn the attention to yourself and say, but do you know this in your heart? Are you willing to know Jesus at a different level? And that's what I think is happening right now with Simon. And Jesus is saying, number one, Simon, I want you to move out into deeper water and drop your nets. I love this verse because I'm thinking about you listening to this podcast right now. And I'm thinking about all the work that you've done. So we are in October of 2023 as I'm I'm recording this. And you have done a lot of work over the course of the year. And we're, we're getting to the end. We can see the finish line. December 31st is coming right around the corner. And then we shift into January 1st. And, and some there's and some sort of magical thinking. We're like, and now this is a new year. Let's turn the page. So in some ways, in October, we can become very weary when we have this perspective of thinking of our life sort of in, on an annual loop. 
right? We're kind of getting, we've been running, we've been doing the things, we've been working our business, whatever it is. And it's like, you know what? I am just, I kind of want to coast. I kind of want to just punch it in and coast in. And I feel like maybe Simon's at that place where he's like, man, we were working all night. I just, we hardly caught a thing. Do we really have to kind of go through this again? And Jesus is having this moment of invitation where Simon can choose. He has a moment of choice when he's tired, when he's done, the nets are clean. Why do we want to put them back in the water again? We just cleaned them. And Jesus is saying, yes, you have done the work, but listen to me. If you do the work with me, abiding in me, in conjunction and collaboration with me, you are going to see a very different result. Number one, push out into deeper water. I feel like this is a word for some of you listening right now. Jesus is saying, yes, you have been doing the thing. You have been parenting. You have been working on your marriage. You have been growing your business, and yet you've been doing it in your own strength. So you've only reaped results that you will get by doing something in your own strength. But when you push out into deeper water, when you go deeper into the things of the Spirit, when you go deeper into your your relationship with God and you listen for His voice and you listen for His instruction, He's going to bring about something that you could not even ask or imagine. Listen, Simon is doing the exact same thing. He's fishing. What is he? A fisherman. What has he been doing? Fishing. What did he catch? Not much, at least that night. And Jesus is saying, you know what? You're in the right place. You're on the sea. You're in the boat. You're doing the thing. You are fishing. So he's not saying, hey, in this moment, in this moment. So just wait. This is going to this is gonna shift and we know this. But in this moment, he's saying, okay, I want to show you a new way. I want to show you what it looks like to do your life, your natural everyday workaday life with me. So push out into deeper water. That's number one. Number two, let's drop the nets again to see what you'll catch. And in that moment of choice, Simon's like, oh my gosh, okay, we've been fishing just so you know, Jesus. And listen, this is how you get honest. I've talked a lot about being super honest in prayer and journaling. And you can be like, you know what, Jesus, I have been fishing all night. I have been working all year. I haven't even caught anything. I haven't had the breakthrough. I haven't had the success that I'm desiring, but dot, 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 but all right, I'll do it if you say so. And I love this moment too, because it just speaks to the human hesitation, this human resistance. I've talked about this a lot, especially with Martha, when Jesus is at the tomb of Lazarus and he says, roll away the stone. And she's like, but it stinks. Like, why would you want me to do this? He's already dead. And Jesus says, you have a moment of choice. Do you want to see me glorified? Do you want to see the kingdom of heaven come on earth and move the stone? In the same way, I feel that same sense when he's talking to to Simon and Simon's like, all right, I'll do it if you say so. So there's that hesitation. You might be feeling the hesitation, the very real natural fleshly pushback, not because you're a bad human being, but because you are human. And then you have this moment of choice. Will you be obedient to what Jesus is saying to do? So verse six, Simon then gets his fellow fishermen to help him let down their nets. So you don't have to do this alone, by the way. I think this is a key, key, key thing that we're learning in the, in this passage is Simon doesn't 
doesn't just say, okay, well, I guess I'm just going to do it. The the work is too big. These nets are big and heavy. So he needs other people to help him. Bring other people around you. Who is God asking you to bring into this? Who are you already doing life with who could come in and experience this miracle with you? So he gets his fellow fishermen to help him let down the nets. And to their surprise... Dun, dun, dun. The water is bubbling with thrashing fish, a huge school of fish. The strands of their net start snapping under the weight of the catch. Can you even imagine it? It feels like a Disney movie, right? Where it's just like the, the nets are snapping and the fish are jumping around all over the place. So the crew shouts to the other boat like, oh my gosh, there's another boat. Come out and give, give us a hand. They start scooping fish out of their nets and into their boats. And before long, their boats are so full of fish, they almost sink. Again, this is not for Simon to experience by himself. Now, I was talking about there's that, there's that corporate message Jesus is saying. He turns to the individual. He turns to the individual to say, will you follow me? Will you listen to my instruction? Will you go in deep water and put down your net? And guess what? The individual, Simon, he does it. Why? Not so that Simon can experience a miracle by himself, for himself, in some sort of isolation chamber. No, he does this. His moment of choice, his moment of obedience actually has a direct ripple effect, a a direct legacy effect of the people around him. And it's going to be generations from there because they are all seeing this miracle together. So they start scooping out the fish from their nets It's so heavy that the boats almost sink because of this kingdom collaboration. Verse 8, Simon's fishing partners, James and John, the two sons of Zebedee's sons, along with the rest of the fishermen, see this incredible haul of fish. Again, there is corporate testimony because of one person's obedience. Because Simon said, I don't want to do this. I am tired. I don't even know if I fully trust it, but because you say so. There's a moment for some of you that are listening to this podcast right now that you know that God has invited you to do something. You know that you're on the other side. Your yes is big. There is something that he's inviting you into that your flesh is hesitating because you're like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if this is going to work. I've tried it. I've tried it a million different ways. I don't know if this is a work. And yet Jesus is saying, if you listen to me, if you collaborate with me, if you say yes, and you do it just a little bit differently with my help, with my instruction, there's going to be a corporate breakthrough because of your yes. What is that? These men, they see the incredible hall. They're stunned, especially Simon. This is, the, this is the man who had the choice. This is the man with the invitation. He comes close to Jesus and kneels in front of him on his knees. And Simon says, I can't take this, Lord. I can't. I, I'm a sinful man. You shouldn't be around the likes of me. Simon in that moment is recognizes, recognizing Jesus's authority, his identity. And he's like, oh my gosh. Who is this man? He feels the weight. He feels the reverence. And he just understands that he is recognizing his own sinfulness. He is in the presence of a holy one of the Messiah. And Jesus looks at him and says, don't be afraid. Simon, from now on, I will ask you 
to bring me people instead of fish. You will, you will fish for men, right? Fishers of men, other translations are going to say. And so Simon recognizes his place in this narrative, that he is a sinful man, and yet Jesus doesn't shame him. He doesn't push him away and say, yeah, you're right, you're right, I, you are a sinful man. You need to go get your life together, get your shiz together before you come back and we can do business together. No, in that moment, Jesus understands that his heart is humble. Simon's heart is humble, and he's, and he's saying, don't be afraid, take courage. From now on, I'm going to shift you from merely catching fish into catching people. being a fisher of men, he's giving him a new purpose. What is the new purpose that Jesus is giving you? And I don't even know, like the nuances of the story are so interesting to me because it's very possible that, that Jesus is not completely shifting you out of, you're doing something, you're doing A, and he's saying, ditch A and do B. I feel like right now there's a message for somebody when he's saying, you're actually not that far off. You have been building, you have been fishing, you have been doing the thing and you are in the right space. What you need to do, the invitation before you is, will you choose to partner with him? Will you choose to listen to him? As, As Mary had said at the wedding of Cana, to do what he says. Because when we partner with him, we will see supernatural solutions to very natural problems. The the problem in this story is that there are no fish. They did not catch anything. There's going to be no money. There's going to be no food because they didn't catch anything. And Jesus says, try it again. Come out here with me into deeper waters. Listen to my voice. My voice is telling you to drop your nets again and invite the people around you that you're going to need for support for this. Many of you have been doing this thing alone. And the invitation before you is to begin to collaborate with other people. Who is Jesus bringing to your awareness, even now, of people that you can collaborate with? Because Jesus is not doing this alone. He is the Messiah alone, but he is beginning to form a new community. He's beginning to call and form his 12 disciples who are going to learn from him, who are going to apprentice under him. And then ultimately, this thing is going to multiply and explode. So who is God putting on your heart and mind right now that you can collaborate with? When you think about other people who can, who can come in with you and who, who are equally as interested and their yes is big, what could that look like for kingdom advancement, for kingdom impact, for personal fulfillment, for you seeing the kingdom of God manifested on this earth? The fishermen haul their fish heavy boats to land, and they leave everything to follow Jesus. Verse 11, they've seen the miracle. They have experienced what life with Jesus looks like, a snapshot, a glimpse of something that they are just overwhelmed by. They're stunned. What is their natural response? Is to leave everything and follow Jesus. So what does this moment look like for you? Where do you feel this invitation coming to you to to try it again? Are you going to give up right now at this time of the year in this season of life? Are you going to double down and say, no, I believe that I'm in the right place at the right time. I'm just maybe doing it in my own strength with my own limited understanding. And Jesus is saying, link arms with me, 
push out into deeper waters and try it again. As I'm thinking about this and Jesus forming a new community, I want to tell you a couple of things, a couple of ways that you can be connected to to two two options for community that I am super excited about. Number one is this. I've talked about this on October 27th, 2023. We are, we are hosting the Come Alive virtual event. It's going to be about half or three quarters of a day, 47 bucks, easy breezy. And there are seven speakers coming together to unlock understanding for you in seven key areas of life purpose, finances, emotional, mental. You can you can go to my Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen. Look at my link tree for the link to the Come Alive conference or head to my website, MeganBNilsen.com. There's a little banner on the top that will take you there. You'll get all the details. But if you want to push pause right now and begin to understand how you can collaborate with Jesus in some key areas of life for ultimate flourishing and fulfillment so that you can come alive and have that ripple effect of blessing to to those around you, then please consider coming to the Come Alive conference. It's going to be amazing. Number two is this. If you are a kingdom-minded entrepreneur or business professional, I want to let you know about a new community that's forming. It's called the Sharpened Edge Community. As iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We are not meant to build our businesses alone. We are meant to link arms with each other and most importantly, collaborate and link arms with Jesus. If you are looking to build, grow, or scale your business, whatever God has put into your life professionally, whatever vision he's given you professionally. This is a community that community that is forming that I'm super excited about. We have some very, very expert business coaches in there. I'm coming into the community as the kingdom coach to be able to be on a couple of calls a month to really help you hear the voice of God for your, for your personal life, for your professional life, to align with his voice, with your understanding of his kingdom, to link arms with him and begin to craft the strategy the kingdom strategy to move forward and build your business with God. So that's the sharpened edge community. If if this stirs something in in your soul, if you are building a business or you're in that space and you want to to be in this, again, go to my Instagram, Facebook, or LinkedIn, just message me and say, Megan, tell me about the sharpened edge community. I will absolutely do that for you. So I love you guys. And here's the invitation before you. Let down your net and do it again. Don't be weary. Don't get tired of meeting together. Don't get tired of doing good because with God, with Jesus, the result can be vastly different this time around. And and if you're in that space where he's asking you to do it a new way, to let down those nets again, metaphorically speaking, and you need support you don't know if you can do this by yourself, then please, as always, reach out to me, schedule a curiosity call. I would love to hear what God is saying to you, what invitation is before you, and how I can be of any service and offer any kind of guidance or wisdom along the way. So love you guys, and we'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening. If this episode challenged or inspired you, I would be honored if you would rate it and leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts so others can hang out with us too. If you'd like to connect at a deeper level, you can find me on Instagram at Megan underscore Nilsen or head to my website, MeganBNilsen.com and schedule a free curiosity and connection call. Let's keep the conversation going.